Thank you for listening to The Eugene Life. My name is Aaron Stansberry. I am your podcast host. And before we get started with the Tell Podcast, I'd like to give you a little insight onto who I am and also why this podcast exists, why I think it could be a good use of your time to listen to, and also what you can expect from this podcast. Um, first and foremost, this podcast is really all about the Eugene Springfield area. I think people from outside this area can get a lot of use out of it. Um, but this is to this is a really a platform to to just display how great this community is. I'm passionate about it. I've lived in other places, and I really love this. Uh, I, I really love this community and the communities that make it up. Um, some of those communities that I'm a part of and that I hope that many of you can relate to um, are I'm a I'm a small business owner. My parents um, own uh, and operate small businesses also in St. Helens, Oregon. My father owns a pizza restaurant called Sunshine Pizza. It's got incredible Italian food. Um, I I encourage you to check it out if you live in that area. If you're ever driving up Highway 30 um, right there on the Columbia River. My mother owns a a store called Bella Maison. It's a really cute place to buy a lot of household items and it's it's really just worth checking out and just seeing the aesthetics that that make up that store. My mom is super cute and super nice. Um, Get to know her, become her friend. Um, I am a Christian. Uh, My goal is always to honor God. Um, I, I am part of the church community. I'm part of the prayer community. I am a strong believer in the power of prayer. I am a husband. My wife, Jenny, is an incredible wife, and I want to be an incredible husband. Um, so that's always my goal. In the future, I'd like to be a good father. Uh, I am blessed to have a good father myself, um, my birth dad, and also the God above. Um, my wife has a good father, so I have a lot of really great fathers who are part of my life and that I can look to for guidance. Um, I am part of the the real estate community. I'm a real estate broker for Keller Williams. Um, And there's a lot of great people who are doing incredible work in our community. I am... I'm part of the beer community. I absolutely love beer, all types of beer. I think there are incredible breweries in this area. I'd like to have some of them come on this show and and talk about their passions for beer and why they believe beer is such a a great gift. Um, I like the, I, I really enjoy wineries and restaurants. Um, I'm hoping to have a lot of people on this podcast that can talk about that. Um, I'm part of the social work community uh, for for many years I've, I've done social work I graduated from the University of Oregon in family and human services um, I have a I have a background in working with children with autism and and children with special needs uh, the last couple of years I worked for an organization called youth move Oregon working with 14 to 25 year olds doing incredible work helping them build assets um, I'm part of a couple different uh, boards locally here Um that I'm really proud of. They're doing incredible work. Direction Service does great work in our community, and Love Love Inc. Um, is is just doing so much free work for the people of our community, with really not asking for anything in return, other than just that they can pray for you. It's 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 such an incredible organization, and every dollar goes so far in both these organizations. Um, so feel free to check them out and and like their pages and donate to them on their websites. I'm part of the Eugene Springfield community. I love this place, uh, and that's that's the hope, is to give a platform to just display how great this, this community is. So thank you for listening, and have a great rest of your day, and enjoy the podcast. 
You are listening to The Eugene Life, and here's your host, Aaron Stansbury. All right, I'm here with Steve Buss, the Executive Director of One Hope. Um, Steve, would you like to say hello and tell us a little bit about One Hope? Hi, everybody. Yeah, One Hope is a unique ministry here in the Eugene Springfield Lane County community. And what, how One Hope serves is it helps to bring pastors and ministry leaders together to live out their faith in relationship with one another in our shared community. So instead of being siloed churches and siloed ministries, um, finding a way where we can be in good relationship with one another, and from that point, um, collaborate and discern how we might serve the community together. So one hope uh, works in that way, practically. Great. Thank you very much, Steve. Uh, and you have a full team of people that you work alongside, and um, and that's correct. How many people are on, on, are on your team right now, well, roughly? Well, on, on, on staff, there are a total of four people. Uh, there are three part-time people and myself. And then as far as team goes beyond that, we have something called a catalyst team. We have advisors. Uh, we have a board. And then we have teams of leaders that meet to talk, pray, collaborate. So there's many different teams. Um, I guess in the, uh, in the current uh, vernacular in, in the world of nonprofits, uh, we're a uh, backbone organization that works for collective impact. Uh, so we serve um, not necessarily as the tip of the spear, but we serve as kind of catalytic agents to bring people together so that collaboration can happen on different fronts. And so we're kind of lead catalysts, if you will, uh, kind of that enzyme that makes things come together and create something new when those entities come together. Great. Thanks, Steve. Uh, um, so I, I know you a little bit. We've, you know, actually pretty well. We've, uh, we've got to do a lot of things together throughout the years. Um, pretty much have spent near probably – seen each other just about every week for almost the last five years or so, Uh um, excluding maybe the last few months. Um, So I know you're not from Eugene, you know, by birth, but I was wondering if you could maybe give us a little bit of an explanation of kind of who you are, where you came from, and how One Hope even got started. Okay, well, um, uh, I made my debut on the earth um, (laughs) in Glendale, California, lived there eight years, moved to Massachusetts, lived there three years. And then we moved to Colorado. Uh, so I lived in Colorado from sixth grade uh, through college and, uh, and beyond. And so um, I came to begin following Jesus when I was 20 years old in Colorado. And uh, about a year after I started my journey with the Lord, I went back to college at Colorado State University in Fort Collins. And uh, as a young follower of Jesus, I uh, got connected with... Uh, another group of people who were on fire for the Lord and uh, they were talking about Jesus on campus Um, they were praying with one another they were studying the Bible Um, they were sharing meals together and doing life together and uh, my faith really grew while I was in college and I began to be a part of a college ministry which was wonderful Uh, just people from all different kinds of uh, walks of life coming together to, to worship the Lord and to 
to be uh, integrous and do our best in figuring out a way to follow him. Uh, after about oh, several months of doing that, uh, I started to get to know other leaders who were doing similar things uh, at the Colorado State University campus. And uh, I, I met a person who was leading um, the, the Baptist Student Union group, and I met another leader who was leading a choir group, and I met the Campus Crusade leader and the InterVarsity leader and the Navigators leader. And um, I got to know these people, and I just I liked them. I got along with them, and we were on campus doing similar things, meeting one-on-one with people, encouraging uh, uh, other people in their faith and, and leading uh, people to uh, a faith in Jesus Christ. And uh, in my in my personal uh, time with God, I uh, was reading some of Jesus' words in John 17, and Jesus prays this. He, he prays, "My prayer is not them for alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. I pray that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me." And from that prayer of Jesus, I began to realize that the Lord really wanted his people, those who follow him, to be one, one in spirit and one in purpose, as the scripture goes on to say. And so we started meeting together as leaders of different campus ministries. And uh, we got along great, and we decided, hey, let's meet every Friday morning at 7 a.m., and let's pray for each other, and let's pray for the campus. So that's what we did. There was about eight of us who met uh, every Friday, and we would do just that. We'd pray for one another's needs. We'd pray for God's blessing on the campus. we prayed for one another's ministries. And we just saw this wonderful thing start to happen. We started having camaraderie. We began to encourage each other, care about what was going on in one another's ministry. And in that wonderful season of time, about all the ministries started to grow. And we were never in competition with one another. We were actually were um, uh, in in the same we were in the same line of service, and uh, our encouragement to one another only helped us as individuals and helped uh, the work that we were doing to grow. So that's where the DNA for One Hope uh, really began. It was when I was in college, and we did, we saw wonderful things. We we would do uh, a talent show and dance together. Uh, we called it Class Acts, and so there'd be a talent show. And it had started a couple of years earlier, and then we added a dance to it, and it just took off. And there, there, it was very, very well attended event. And different, you know, we would have different um, talents. There would be dancers, and there would be someone from theater, and someone might read some poetry, and then there'd be, you know, a violin violinist, and then there would be a band, and then someone would sing a solo, and and then we dance, and uh, it was just good fun. So stuff like that took place. Yeah. Great. So that was in Colorado. Now, yep. now you, a few years later, you moved to Eugene. Um, we're, we're, you know, bring us, bring us to uh, current day, maybe a little bit. Well, the road to Eugene mm-hmm. was um, went through a lot of different international cities, actually. So the short version of that, we were sent out from um, a church that we served with in Colorado after we graduate. After I graduated, got married to my wife, Patty. Uh, she had been involved in missions work in South Africa and in Holland before we were married, got married, and then we wanted to do work in the Soviet Union. So our local church sent us out to serve with a organization called Youth with a Mission. And um, Youth with a Mission 
is a large uh, mission-sending organization that really is a champion for young people uh, being involved in, in the work of Jesus. And so anyway, we wanted to go to the Soviet Union. And the um, branch of Youth with a Mission that focused on the Soviet Union was located in Salem, Oregon. <laughs> so we were sent from uh, Fort Collins, Colorado to Salem, Oregon to work with Youth with a Mission where we served uh, for three years. And uh, we would uh, work in Salem and, and train young college-aged people for about three months. And then we would lead outreaches for two months. And we were in Poland, Latvia, uh, the former Soviet Union in, in the Russian province, and we were also in Ukraine. And um, for our last international uh, tour, we, we spent uh, two months serving in Israel. And uh, after that, we ended up coming home uh, from being in Israel, and our uh, pastor up in the Salem area announced that very Sunday that we returned, that he was moving from Eugene to Salem, at which time, about a month later... <coughs> He invited us to uh, join him in Eugene on staff at a church called Willamette Christian Center. And so after about a month of deliberating and prayer and seeking counsel, we made the big decision to uh, move from Salem to Eugene. And in 1994, started uh, at Willamette Christian Center as a youth pastor. And I didn't start following Jesus till I was 20 years old, and so I never had a youth ministry. I had done a lot of work with college students. So uh, my wife and I, we, we jumped in with both feet and, uh, and started at Willamette back in 1994. So I served at Willamette Christian Center five years as a youth pastor. Then after that, for 10 years, I oversaw prayer and international outreach and Christian education and local outreach. And uh, so I was at Willamette for about 14 years. And then um, uh, during, it was during that time that I first started getting involved in One Hope. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so, so now, now you know. Present day, you were leading One Hope. Um, you were the dude of One Hope, <laughs> as uh, some insiders would maybe say. From uh, uh, there's probably a few pastors who might listen to this and laugh at that. Um, you uh, you you meet regularly with with a lot of pastors here locally. Um, you have you know you have gatherings also that happen uh, on a regular basis. And, uh, and what other, uh, I know you're involved in, in a lot of different ministries, you know, let alone all the different churches that you, you are connected with. Um, would you like to talk about any of those, uh, any of those ministries? Uh, I'm, I'm a part of one called, uh, One Church One Day. Um, maybe you would like to talk about that one and maybe a couple sure. others? Sure. Uh, One Church One Day is a prayer initiative that sprung forth from One Hope. Um, we learned about this kind of prayer through other communities um, in the United States, uh, namely one in Bellingham, Washington, led by Jason Hubbard from Light of the World Prayer Center. Um, they've been doing this prayer effort in Bellingham for um, going on seven years. Before that, the, the gentleman who actually received the blueprint, if you will, came up with a blueprint for praying this way, is a man named Tim Taylor, who uh, used to live in Springfield, Oregon, actually. And uh, so Tim uh, is the leader of One Church One Day, this this blueprint that's been adopted by uh, many different communities actually around the world now. So One Church One Day. What it is, is it's um, a prayer initiative where 
uh, here in our community, we have 39 local churches participating. And each church commits to pray for uh, a 24-hour period of time. Each church adopts one day every month to pray for 24 hours. And so we fill every day of every month uh, with 24-hour prayer. And each church is encouraged, of course, to pray for their own prayer needs, for their local leadership, for people in their congregation. But every single church prays from what we call a community prayer guide. And on the community prayer guide, we have it broken down into 10 sectors of our community. Education, family, government, sports, business, sectors like that. And for each of those sectors, we have a team of people who come up with the prayer request for that sector. And those teams are made up of people who work in that sector. So there's a healthcare sector, and doctors and nurses meet once a month, pray together, and talk about how should we pray for the healthcare sector of our community. Likewise, we have business leaders who come together every month. They pray together, they talk, discern amongst themselves, how should we pray for the business community of uh, the, the Eugene Springfield area. So these prayer requests come out every month with new and sometimes repeat prayers for each of those sectors. So anyway, we have these 39 congregations praying every day, 24 hours a day, and we're praying into these uh, 10 different spheres of our community. And uh, we've been doing it for a little over a year, and we are seeing the Lord answer prayers in every single one of those sectors, and it's very encouraging. Um and another thing that's that's been helpful and it's been really our heart too is we want to help local churches. We we want to stand with pastors and encourage the pastors. And every single pastor wants their people to pray. Every single pastor wants their people to pursue the Lord and 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 make requests on behalf of the community that we live in. And so it has served to really help pastors uh, provide a rallying point for their people one day a month. So people sign up on, on their day of prayer, for example. So if Willamette Christian Center's day is the 30th of every month, then people will sign up either for half-hour segments or hour segments to take to fill up the um, the clock with uh, round-the-clock prayer. And they'll, they'll bring their prayer guide for the community and the prayer guide for their local church into their prayer time. And, and then they'll pursue the Lord that way. And so it's helping local churches pray. It's helping pastors by giving them a rallying point and tools to call their people to prayer. And then together, we're seeing um, answers to prayer and change come to our community. And it's very encouraging to, to stand together and to seek God together and, and to see Him answer. Because every time He answers a prayer, He's glorified and, uh, and His people uh, experience the joy of the Lord. Wow, that's great. So you're telling me there's prayer going on 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Uh, that's that's uh, that's really encouraging. Um, and that there's a com- combination of many different churches all praying together. I think that's that's incredible and pro- and fairly unique, um, unfortunately, to a lot of different communities. Um, so One Hope is involved in a lot of things. I know part of your mission is to is to do acts in the community also and bring the church together for that. Um, would you like yeah. to talk anything about um, yeah. some of the things that you do throughout the year? Sure, sure. So just to take a half step back, so we have three purposes. We have three objectives with One Hope. Uh, together, seek the Lord through prayer, like one church, one day. So we're going to seek the Lord together. Number two, together serve our community through partnerships. And so throughout the year, we have a handful of different um, initiatives where we collaborate as churches to serve the community. 
And the largest one that we do every year is something called Project Hope that happens at the end of August. And Project Hope is a two-day outreach. On the first day of that outreach, local churches partner with local schools. Uh, A representative from the church will meet with the principal and head maintenance person of that school and ask for um, a wish list of things that need to be done um, on the campus of the schools. And then that wish list is uh, is brought back to the local church, and then that church just does what it can. And we can't always uh, fulfill every single thing on the wish list, but that church does what it what it can do uh, to fulfill that wish list. So, uh, painting, uh, washing windows, um, putting in new bark, pulling weeds, um, trimming, um, that kind of work, moving desks, cleaning up, sweeping. Um, a lot of different projects in local schools. So the first day, the churches are mobilized to go serve at the school buildings. The second day, we do a kids' fair giveaway, uh, where now we have five locations uh, that we do this simultaneously. So we have five locations where there's this fair atmosphere. There's inflatables for kids to play on. There's face painting, uh, rock walls, the there are teams of people playing with children while they wait in line. We serve water and snacks to people while they're in line uh, for this event. So all the fun and play happens actually in the lines. And when the lines open up, we give away brand new shoes and new socks and a backpack uh, filled with age-appropriate school supplies for elementary and then for middle school and high school students. And we also partner with local businesses and restaurants. And, and at the end of that, then they also, uh, families, children and their families also get a, a small little mini meal. And so, so Project Hope is this two-day outreach where we serve schools one day, and then we do the kids' fair giveaway with new shoes and supplies for school and backpacks the second day. And over the years, we've uh, learned how to serve together. It's just been a great joy to serve with other local churches, just to, just to sweat together, to rub shoulders together. Uh, it's been wonderful to to be on the campuses of local schools before school starts. Again, this happens about a week before the, the first day of school. And so we've made friends uh, with staff and with principals and and uh, even even with parents just in, in helping um, the, the school buildings be ready. And then, and of course, with the giveaway and making it a fun event, it's just been a wonderful way to make friends and, and uh, build relationships with people in the community. And, and I think it's really important to... Um, to share also with Project Hope, we don't decide who gets served. Um, the, the last several years, what we do is um, local churches give, uh, local churches take offerings for the backpacks and supplies, and, and our staff with One Hope, we, we write grants and we pursue uh, monies for the shoes and, and for the socks. And so the money is raised in that way, and then local businesses are giving kind donations as well. But how we distribute the tickets, it's a ticketed event. You need a ticket to go to the event. And so based on the offerings and the grants that we receive, we're able to provide X amount of tickets. And so what we do is um, we, we print these tickets, and we give the tickets to the school districts. And then the school districts give it to the local schools, and each local school... Um, is familiar with the students who go there so they know who, for example, are on free and reduced lunch programs. They know the families who are in need. And so the local schools are the ones who ultimately end up distributing the tickets to those who are uh, in need. And so that's how um, 
we, we distribute the tickets and that's who gets a ticket. And uh, so that's how Project Hope works. And it's just been a wonderful way, like I said, to, to work together and to make friends and build relationships in the community. Great. Um, yeah, so you're, you're telling me it's free for the community, for the people. So every person who gets a backpack, they're not paying a single dime for it. Correct. Um, there, you know, we have all the all the work that's happening to the schools. The schools are getting that for free, all the sweat equity. Yeah. All, all that stuff is, is absolutely free. So what a great way for our community to, to get together and uh, and support the schools and the, and the kids who go there. Um, and if people want to support, they can donate through your, your website. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll make sure to put up a link on that on this. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So you can find that in the description. And, um, and that's onehopenetwork.org. Great. All one word, onehopenetwork.org. So that's our website. Great. I'll try to make it really easy for everybody okay. and put it right on the description of the of the iTunes link. Um, I think just one before we move away from Project Hope, okay. you know, Jesus met people's needs. Jesus loved people. And serving people is the simplest way um, to express even a small act of love. And when we join together, we want to show the love of Christ. Actually, our mission for One Hope is, uh, our, our complete mission is a little bit longer, but the short version of our mission is simply that we're joining together to show Jesus' love. And with Project Hope or with One Church One Day and the prayers, that's what we're doing. We're joining together to tangibly show the love of Christ. And uh, that's why we do what we do. One of the things that's been really encouraging as we've journeyed with One Hope over the years is the relationship that is shared amongst pastors and spiritual leaders in our community. Mm-hmm. Uh, at a foundational level, Jesus said in John 13, By this all men will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. And he says before that, he says, A new command I give you, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. So Jesus issues this new command. And there's only one new command in all of the New Testament. And that is a pretty lofty command, that we love each other the way Christ loved us. And that's a a pretty intense, self-sacrificing love. So if Jesus calls us to love one another the way he loved us, the question is asked, should pastors who follow Christ, who live in the same community, should they love one another that way? Mm-hmm. And we're trying to take some baby steps with One Hope to, to encourage the local pastors to take steps to love each other in the way that Jesus loves us. So some of the things we do to cultivate that are we meet monthly to pray. So every month there's Uh, 60 to 100 pastors and spiritual leaders who meet to pray for one another and also pray for our community. That happens on a monthly basis. And then uh, every January, we head to Cannon Beach for three days, and there's a core of about 50 pastors and ministry leaders that meet on the coast there for three days, and we worship and pray. We confess our faults and sins to one another. We share our struggles and our brokenness uh, there's been uh, such a history of doing this uh, together, and, and trust has been developed, and um, 
there's a core group of people who who practice that, and so when when new people join us, they're they're just brought into this uh, open and broken and vulnerable environment. And uh, when, when people share like that, it creates a wonderful environment again for love to happen. When you, when you're sharing your weakness, you're doing it in a in a trusting environment. You're doing it uh, in the presence of God, inviting God in to heal and to mend and uh, to stand together in, in the good work God's called us to do. It's been a very wonderful journey to see leaders uh, supporting each other, loving each other, caring for each other. And then from that place of love and care for one another, uh, we stand and we believe the Lord to, to bring his love and his transformation also to our community so that we can stand as uh, men and women of God called into the ministry in support of one another. And then from that place of relationship, we can contend and believe God to uh, bring transformation to our community as well as we step out and serve uh, in the way God has called us as individuals to serve and then collectively and collaboratively to uh, impact the community. Wow, that's great. Thanks, Steve. Thank you for uh, doing what you do, um, for all the time and passion that you put into this work and um, for the way that you just serve um, and and bring others together to serve. Um, Again, Check out the onehopenetwork.org website. Um, that's where you can donate. Um, they also have an Amazon Smile link. Um, I will add that to the uh, the info on here so that anything that you buy on Amazon, it actually they can get a, a small percentage to where Amazon actually pays that to One Hope. Um, it's not coming out of your pocket, but uh, every purchase you have, you know, especially when it comes up to Christmas or birthdays or whenever, whatever you buy on Amazon. Um, a, a small portion can actually help um, uh, really do what the One Hope mission. Um, and uh, if you want to contact Steve, um, onehopenetwork at gmail.com is a great way to get a hold of him. Um, Steve, thanks again for your time. Um, thanks for all that you do. Uh, everybody, be blessed. That'll do it for the Eugene Life Podcast. Uh, thanks again to Steve Bus. Please do not forget to go to the One Hope website and click the little donate button and support an incredible nonprofit in our community that's doing great work. While you're at it, go ahead and check out their Facebook, like it, tell them thank you for what they're doing. Uh, while you're at that, go ahead and check out the Eugene Life Facebook page, like us. Give, it five, give us five stars. Please be nice to us. Um, I'm new at this podcast game, but uh, give me feedback. Let me know what you'd like to uh, hear You know, hear from this podcast in the future. Uh, check us out on iTunes. Give us five stars there. Just continue to be nice to me. All right. Uh, thanks again uh, for spending some time with me. If you know anybody who's looking to buy or sell a house, also send them my direction anywhere in the world. I can help them, give them advice, and, uh, and point them in a good direction. So thank you so much. Have a blessed rest of your day. Bye.